Coming at you on a Grade the Trade Wednesday here on the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. You want to send us your emails, your trades that you want graded? Fantasybaseball at CBSI.com. I am Adam Azer. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R. And you can follow Scott White on Twitter at CBS Scott White. Don't have to spell it. And Scott, I want to wish you a very, very happy Ronald Acuna Day. Yes, Ronald Acuna finally getting the call. Yeah. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. I wish it didn't happen. I wish the announcement wasn't made at 1 a.m. and I didn't still happen to be awake at 1 a.m. So I didn't feel obligated to react to it then and there. So I'm, I'm going to be tired for Ronald Acuna Day. No, but come I think, on. I think the adrenaline, yeah, the adrenaline will carry me through. Good. And where are you going to rank Ronald Acuna in your outfield rankings? I did move him up a little. He was already 24th, so you know it's not like I was shying away from the upside there, even when he was down in the minors. But uh, I moved him up three more spots to 21. That's just behind Kyrus Davis and um, you know AJ Pollock. Starling Marte, that group of outfielders. So basically, I saw it as as the he, Acuna is my top outfielder just after the group that I consider to be no questions asked, must start options, impossible to trade for outfielders. Um, because I, you know, after that group, I have just as much confidence in him as anyone that it's going to be elite production. I mean, it's kind of. I, I know he's 20, and so it's it's weird to say a 20-year-old has a high floor, but I feel like it's it's kind of the argument I was making for Tommy Pham before the season where he's he's capable of contributing in so many ways that you don't have to get his best-case scenario for him to offer stud production. Right. You know, batting average, home runs, power, uh, home runs, stolen bases, they're all they're all part of the skill set there. Um so no, if he, if he falls short in one of those areas, he's still going to be a really good player. So a few days ago, Heath did a Twitter poll: Who would you rather have rest of season? And it says points league roster: Mitch Haniger or Ronald Acuna. And Acuna got fifty-one percent of the vote to Haniger's forty-nine percent. I don't know if Roto would be different because of the steals, but here's what I want to do: I want to do a Twitter poll. I feel left out. I want a Twitter poll. I want you to to tell me who to compare Acuna to, and I will ask my Twitter followers, and we will tally the votes throughout the uh, throughout the podcast. Who would you rather have rest of season, Ronald Acuna or, and then you tell me who to who to make the other guy, Ronald Acuna. It doesn't even have to be an outfielder. It doesn't have to. It could be Shohei Otani. <laughs> um. How about how about Ronald Acuna or AJ Pollock? AJ Pollock, and I would take Pollock, but should okay. I, should it should I be somebody who I want to take no. over Acuna? No, let's see what the people say. Ronald Acuna okay. or AJ Pollock? Okay, that's out there. Acuna's up. We assume Preston Tucker's going to lose the playing time because Nick Markakis has continued to be very good, um, and we shall see. All right, big news. Then we will get into Tuesday's standouts, which include. One of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball in the American League East, and his name is not Chris Sale or Luis Severino. 
Um, a really good pitcher on the Red Sox, and his name is not Chris Sale or David Price. Uh, we'll get into the standouts in a second. But Eric Thames left with a thumb injury, and it could be serious, Scott. And Domingo Santana, ooh, do I want to add you? He's 73% owned, but he has been Bayer this year. Uh, should we go add Domingo Santana thinking more playing time is coming? I think that's, I don't, I don't think that's a bad idea. Um, and I, there are questions about his, what he brings to the table skills wise with all the strikeouts, but there's definitely power there. There's speed there. He overcame it with a high line drive rate last year. And I, I just think the upside, when he has this opportunity, it, it warrants the pickup. Yeah, playing time has not been the issue. Performance has thus far, but Santana very good last year, so, and it's early. Uh, Adrian Beltre left with a hamstring strain. It does seem like this is a DL thing, but we don't know for sure. And I dropped Willie Calhoun last night, now I'm wondering, because we just got an email, it was a pretty good point. They could really use Willie Calhoun. He's not gonna play third base. They're trying to get him to be a little bit better in the outfield. Yep. What do you think? Yeah, and he came up as a second baseman, but I don't think the infield is even a possibility for him anymore. Uh, but what is possible is Drew Robinson, who's been one of, one of a handful of players they've been using to fill in, uh, in the outfield. He's also an infielder and he could be the one who stand, steps in and plays third base with Willie Calhoun coming up to play the outfield. Now, if they had a lot of confidence in Willie Calhoun in the outfield, I think he'd already be up. But at the same time, Adrian Beltre's, uh, that's a big chunk of offense they're losing. They're going to have to replace somehow. And he's the most obvious candidate. So I think that's a pretty good call. Okay, so would you rather pick up Domingo Santana or Willie Calhoun? Santana, because the opportunity is going to be longer term and he's more proven and, and all of that. But Calhoun's interesting. I mean, big power numbers in the minors with the kind of strikeout rates you'd expect for like a slap hitter. So it's, it, it seems like there's a high offensive ceiling there. He's just, you know, he's, he's probably one of those guys who deserves to be playing DH and nothing else. Okay. Yeah. Willie Calhoun, 31 home runs, uh, with a 300 batting average in the minors last year in 128 games, only 61 strikeouts. Not going to get you steals. But yeah, Calhoun, somebody should be on your radar. Chris Bryant is day to day. He does not have a concussion. I hope he plays today. Jack, Jack Flaherty, jumping Jack Flaherty's going to start <laughs> at Pittsburgh on Saturday. Let's check the ownership. What do you think the ownership is for jumping Jack? I think it's probably in the six, 68-ish percent. I think it's over 70. Uh, okay, Scott, whatever. Let's see if you're right. Jack Flaherty's ownership. What should it be? It's seven. Oh, it's seventy. Are we both ah, wrong? We're both wrong. But I was the closest without going over, <laughs> so I win. Uh, yeah. Um. I think it should probably be higher than that, given the upside. There's a better chance than not. I mean, there's there's a really good chance. It's just one and done. Like last time he filled in for Adam Wainwright. But. You know, if he goes out and dominates again like he did in his first start, like he did all spring training, like he has in the minors this year, uh, and I, I mean, we just you just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, next start, Michael Waka could grab his shoulder, or, um, or any I mean, any number of possible any of the pitchers could get hurt. Obviously, they may decide, you know, to 
kind of ease Wainwright back in. He may insist that he's ready, but Jack Flaherty may perform so well that they make the decision for Wainwright and keep him on the DL longer. Right. I think. Well, who would you just, rather, Walker Bueller or Flaherty? Well, definitely Flaherty. Walker Bueller got sent back down. And he'll, be, he'll be back up though for the for the start this weekend. Uh, they'd have to put somebody on the DL, I think, right? Or oh, I don't know. That's what 20, I does the twenty sixth man rule not apply for that? I'm not that sure. That might be the case. I'm not sure. That might um, be the case. but yeah, I mean, also Jack Flaherty, I think is that that start for Walker Bueller yesterday. Well, good. I mean, obviously five shutout innings in major league debut. You can't complain about that. The fact he had three swinging strikes against the Marlins, he didn't flat out dominate. And the 89 pitches he threw were the most he's ever thrown as a professional. So I think, uh, I think Flaherty clearly has more upside for the here and now. Alrighty. And Blake Trinan left after being hit by a comebacker, but he is day to day. So Santiago Casilla got the save. I don't, I'm not chasing that. It looks like Trinan should be just fine. And we'll be back closing for the A's. All right, Scott, let's talk about Tuesday's standouts. Who you got? Who stood out to you? Well, I think we have to talk about J-Hap because it has been one big strikeout performance after another, eight or more in four straight, ten in this most recent start against the Red Sox, one and run in seven innings, uh, six twin swinging strikes, and he's had 12 or more in every start. He's he's just, he's he's looked like this, preeminent bat misser here in the early going and I'm not really sure where it came from there was that time that stretch remember where he spent when he spent the half season with the Pirates yeah back when the Pirates back when the Pirates had a good pitching coach same guy (laughs) is a bad one now yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah Ray Searage seemed to to work his magic on him then uh but the key was he was throwing his four-seam fastball more he was throwing it like two-thirds of the time and it was a good swing and miss pitch for him since then, he's shied away from it, but it's not like he's gone back to it now. That's what I had hoped would explain this big boost in strikeouts. It looks like the stuff is the same. He's The pitch selection is the same. But uh, how many starts has it been? Five starts or just four? Uh, four. For I half, think it's five starts. Yeah. I think it's five. Um, uh, yeah, after doing that for that stretch of time, I mean, I, I'm not exactly looking to buy high on him, but... I'd be reluctant to sell him. He he actually high. only has two quality starts in five starts. That's the weird thing. Like Hap's got a 3.72 ERA, but seven walks, 41 strikeouts in 29 innings. And the weird, you know, we were I was looking for for the DFS podcast yesterday. Um, you know, we do dong chasers, who's going to homer or whatever. So I always look at the BVP, and and Hap had great numbers against the Red Sox at the current Red Sox. They they had an OPS under 700 against him. So I didn't think much of it. I I really didn't have super a ton of confidence in him last night maybe you know an okay start but seven innings one run 10 strikeouts amazing uh yeah all right so so is he, he i think he's like around 50th for you right now j-hap will you be moving him ahead of nick pavetta oh he's he's 58th you know yeah i have i already have him ahead of pavetta you do, oh you're not heath sorry i'm, I'm not heath believe it or not but you actually have him you have a 65th then heath's higher on half uh. than you well, I didn't need to move him up then. Joey Lucchese uh, or Jay Happ? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with Lucchese. Okay. It's gonna be hard to, for him to break into my top 50 just because there's not really anyone in that group who I've lost confidence in, you know? Sure. And I don't know what to make of Jay Happ. I just know 
I again, I'd be reluctant to sell on him because while it doesn't make a lot of sense with his track record, the numbers kind of jibe with him with themselves. If it makes if that makes sense. And if that in that same game, I think Rick Porcello is a standout. I know you buy into Rick Porcello. I asked you, Rick Porcello is back, baby, buy or sell last week, and you were buying it. Maybe not Cy Young good, but uh, you know he gave up three runs, and and I was. Flipping back and forth, and the Blue Jays announcer, Dan Schulman, just kept saying how unlucky Porcello got in the three-run inning. It was, uh, like, soft hits, a hit-and-run base hit, a wild pitch. There was an error, I believe, on Devers. And then two runs scored on, on a hard-hit ball by Granderson, but it basically, like, it hit, like, Rafael Devers' glove, popped up in the air, and somehow two runs scored on a ball that, that barely left the infield. And then he, he, other than that, he was scoreless. So Porcello continues to be off to a great start. He has 32 strikeouts and 32 and, and two thirds. Yes, he's been a little lucky. No home runs allowed yet. Low BABIP. But, you know, he's got a 193 ERA. Sure, there's been some luck. So who would you rather there's have? Been some luck, but I mean, prior to this, or I, I can't remember exactly what day we did the sex or something, but he was leading the major league in FIP. So a lot of luck, but. But still really good, really good. Yeah, right, like room to, um, for there to be correction and him still be a really low FIP guy. Yeah, so I, Which yeah, is I, obviously I'm something we care about. Yeah, I'm buying. I'm buying I mean, yeah. I, I wish we, I wish we had the explanation last season that he basically didn't have his best pitch, the two seamer. He just didn't have the feel for it. All I don't know, how is that year. possible? How do you, how can you not have a feel for a pitch an entire year? I don't know. I don't know, but he wasn't throwing it nearly as much, so it seems to, uh, the pitch selection seems to validate the narrative. Okay, so more standouts coming later. Trevor Story is the number five shortstop in fantasy. We had a lot of double dongers. Actually, we'll get to that in just a second. Um, we had Joey Votto homering. And somebody wisely pointing out that every time I speak ill of Joey Votto, he does well. So, yes, I will be doing that more often in the future. Yes, yes, yes. he is. He is over the hill. He is done. Hey, so, no, Joey oh, wait, Votto. I don't know if this works with, with me saying it. No, it's actually, you. you're gonna make it come true. So you should oh, just, yeah. no, nope, nope, nope. All right, so we will talk about Vada. We'll talk about his teammate Scooter Jeanette, and of course, we are grading your trades. But you should really be trading in any job site for ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is the best. It is the smartest way to hire. And you know, running a business is a lot like running a fantasy baseball team, right? You need the top talent. You need the best talent. It's not always so easy to find. So for your fantasy team, you got this podcast. For your business, you've got ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is going to make sure you find the right people. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and goes out and invites them to apply to your job. So they they do that work for you. They go out and find the right candidates. 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. The important thing is that the right candidates are out there, and ZipRecruiter is how you find them. And if you want to try it for free... You go to ZipRecruiter.com slash strike, ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. Another thing that I love about ZipRecruiter, they will spotlight the strongest applications that you receive, and that helps make sure that you never miss a great match. So I'm sure, I've never hired anybody, I admit, but I'm sure it can be very frustrating. you got a bunch of resumes or a bunch of emails coming in. You need something like ZipRecruiter, ZipRecruiter.com slash strike, to make this process much, much easier and much more efficient. Again, our listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 
Scott, we have a lot to get to today. So pace will be important. I am manfreding it, and I am saying pace of play today. <laughs> Let's fire away. Double dongs. Oh, yeah. Gary Sanchez double donged, I think, for the second time this year, and he is the number four catcher in fantasy. Still only hitting 208 with a really bad walk-to-strikeout ratio, three walks, 17 strikeouts. Do you have anything to say about Gary Sanchez, or is he the same Gary Sanchez we thought he was at the beginning of the year? He is the same. He's off to a slow start, and yet he's still fourth among catchers. I think that's pretty revealing. Okay, good pace of play. Scooter Jeanette hit two home runs. He's on the board. Welcome to the board, Scooter Jeanette. Yeah, one was a walk-off. Yeah, he walked off. Oh, sorry about against the Braves. (laughs) That's okay. I mean, it was conflicting because obviously I have a lot of stock in Scooter Jeanette. I was um, one of his most vocal supporters this spring, so I've I'm responsible for other people having stock in him too. And I was glad to see this happen. And I, I don't, like, I, I'm still hopeful there's more of this to come because he's actually making harder contact than he did last year. He's actually, um, you know, elevating the ball about the same as last year. He isn't pulling it as much, but I, I noticed, um, during the Braves broadcast last night, it said they, they said it seemed like he was looking for something to pull pull all night, which I don't know is a great plan always, but um, if pulling the ball is something he's had a problem with this year and it's compromised his power, uh, I'm going to take it as a good sign. Yeah, look, so Jeanette, he's got now 287 batting average, two home runs, six walks, 20 Ks. He has walked more lately, three in his last six games. Uh, now it's been 23 games for Jeanette. Double that, and that's 46 games, according to my math. So let's look mm-hmm. at the first 46 games last year. He hit 270 with three home runs. He was a nothing. He was a complete non-factor. And he had five walks of 30 strikeouts. Then he had a four-homer game. <laughs> he finished the season after those first 46 games with a 9-10 OPS in the last 95 games of the year. Does, yeah. does one mean that it's going to happen again? Of course not. But he did get off to a much slower, well, a similarly slow start for a much longer period of time last year, and then was great. So that's an optimistic outlook <clears throat> for Scooter Jeanette, a reason, like a, a hopeful outlook. All right, Angelton Simmons double donged. I called him a sell high a couple weeks ago. I just, I don't buy him as a hitter, but right now he is the number six shortstop in points, number seven in Roto, and I specifically think he's a sell high in Roto because last year he was the number four shortstop in points leagues, and he doesn't strike out. Yeah. Uh, so Simmons double donged yesterday. He's batting three seventeen with three home runs and two steals, Scott. Yeah, he's actually my fill in for Elvis Andrews in the podcast league, which uh you know, the the original podcast league, twelve team points league. The OG. So the better format for him. And I had put in a claim somebody dropped Zach Kozart in that league, and I put in a claim for him dropping Simmons. And this was enough for me to cancel that claim. <laughs> I don't know, like I don't think he's suddenly a power hitter, but um, you know, if he's the 12 to 15 homer guy he was last year with the low strikeout rate with an okay steals total, like it's, it's gonna, it's gonna mean the whole, like, he's a whole is better than the sum of the parts player if, if he's who he was last year. Yeah. What about in a, would you have dropped him in a categories league for Cozart? I think so. I mean, Cozart has been just brutal lately. I mean, they're both, time. both of their points, the points format's better for both of them, but, uh, I think in the traditional roto categories, Kozar has a better chance of being a standout. Freddie Freeman double donged yesterday. 
Uh, he mm-hmm. went two for six with two homers. He is a top three first baseman. And he had been a little bit cold, batting two sixty seven with no home runs in his last 16 games. I guess my only question is about Freeman is, do you think he's just not going to get a lot to hit? Because he has, uh, what, like he has 18 walks this year. You think he's not going to get a lot to hit? Does that even matter for Freeman? I mean, Ronald Acuna is coming up. So there's some lineup protection. Yeah. Um, like, we've been saying that about Freddie Freeman since the rebuild began, and he's only gotten better and better. So, no, I'm not worried about it. All right, good pace of play. Kyle Schwarber double-dong yesterday, and right now he is the number 16 outfielder in points, number 12 in roto. In his last 10 games, Schwarber is batting 412 with four home runs, seven walks, seven strikeouts. There is a lot to digest with Kyle Schwarber. He's still just one for 13 against lefties. His strikeout rate is way down. His BABIP is way up, and I was reading today on CBSSports.com. He is going the other way a little bit, trying to beat the shift with some ground balls. But the BABIP will come down. So all good things, though, except uh he's hitting a lot more ground balls this year. And yep. his home run to fly ball ratio is 43%. Uh, just last thing as I keep giving the numbers on Schwarber. 24% home run to fly ball ratio in both 2015 and 2017. He only played two games in 2016. That's extremely high. So he's going to be a high home run to fly ball ratio guy, I guess. But 43% mm-hmm. is obviously ridiculous. So what do you make yeah. of all this data right now for Kyle Schwarber? Interesting player. It's a lot to digest. And I actually put a column on the site yesterday, um, 12 legit hitter breakthroughs. And I considered putting Schwarber on there, but there's just... There's as many red flags as there are encouraging signs, like kind of like you summed up. Um, and the biggest are, of course, is he going to play every day because of those struggles against left-handers and the, the hitter surplus the Cubs have. And why is he not elevating the ball better? You know, some players do hit a lot of home runs with a fly ball rate between 30-35%, but Schwarber has yet to prove he can be that guy. He's always been a high fly ball guy. In the past, majors and minors included. Probably so, will be again, right? I mean, we, we don't think he's going to be a ground ball hitter. I mean, we don't know. The evidence this year, and, and obviously it's small samples, but that goes for anything we say about any player. Um, he's been putting it on the ground a lot, and that's not a good thing. Hopefully it'll end, but I don't, I just, I don't know. I mean, this is a guy who had, after the all-star break last year, an 894 OPS. But, I mean, mm-hmm. the only thing he did was homer. He had only four doubles in 61 games. He had 17 homers. He doesn't play every day. Schwarber's just really interesting. I mean, he's the kind of guy, because of playing time, that could have good numbers and not be nearly as good, not be as good as the numbers. Especially yeah. in a points league, because he sits. I don't know that he will sit, though. That's the thing. But he, like but he, he won't be good against lefties. That's for If sure. he's this good all year. I feel like even if he struggles against lefties, they're going to have to, like he's just going to be too instrumental at the line if they're, they're not going to be able to justify taking him out. But right. it's, that's a big if. Alright, so what are we doing with Schwarber? Where are we ranking him? He, for me, is, um, he's probably right around that 40 range in the outfield. Uh, Let me see exactly where I have him. I have him exactly 40th, so look at me. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. You have Hanniger ahead of him. Yep, and Hanniger's going to be moving up. But I have Inciarte ahead of him. That's interesting. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, he's off to a slow start, but I think a two-year trend where he's basically been uh, pretty close to must-start. Obviously, the upside isn't as high as Schwarber, but he's a very safe player. Enciarte over Schwarber. Hmm, I don't know. Enciarte is, I mean, maybe, uh, all right, fine. I won't fight John. He's the kind of guy, Enciarte is the kind of guy at the end of the year, you look at where he ranks, you're like, oh, I didn't realize he was that effective. <laughs> um, all right, then. That's, those are your double dongs. News and notes. Christian Villanueva sat again with a hamstring injury. Rich Hill is expected to start on Monday. Jason Vargas will start on Saturday. Do you want any Jason Vargas? No, not really. I mean, a very deep points league, he's going to be an innings eater. But I don't have a lot of confidence in the skills. Eric Hosmer's on the family medical leave list. He should be back hopefully Friday. Josh Donaldson could begin a rehab assignment later this week. Salvador Perez is back, and he homered. Tommy Pham is back, and he homered. <laughs> Wei Yin Chen will make his season debut against the Rockies on Saturday. I am assuming you want even less of Wei Yin Chen compared to Jason Vargas. That's correct. Brian Dozier had a 17-game hitting streak snapped. I don't know how long it was going back to last year. It was over 20, but it was 17 this year. Ian Kennedy well. left with an ankle injury. Um, Milwaukee catcher Stephen Vote is approaching a rehab assignment. Do you want any? Do you want to vote, Scott? I do not want to vote. Um, how's let's see how Manny Pena has done this not year. Well. Imagine not, not well, well. one ninety four. Yeah, but. At at best, I think it's going to be a 50-50 split, the playing time there. And both skills have diminished quite a bit. Xander Bogart should be back on Friday. Real quick, I'm going to give you some DL stashes. And I want you to tell me how, how much you want them. And They're mostly owned in less than 70% of leagues, a couple of exceptions. All right, a hitter. A. Eugenio Suarez, 71%. In, in theory, I want him, but... There have been so many third basemen emerging, Christian Villanueva, Miguel Andujar, and I'm not sure I could drop either of them for Suarez right now. So the ownership's probably about where it needs to be. Who's the best stash here? Carlos Gonzalez, Steven Souza, Greg Bird. Carlos Gonzalez, Steven Souza, Greg Bird, they're all owned in 63 to 68% of leagues. Gonna say Bird. Yeah, he's coming back home. Maybe in like three weeks. He's beating his timetable. And he could change my season, so it would be very nice. Come on, Greg Bird. <laughs> uh, how about this next group? Mark Trumbo, Josh Harrison, Ryan Healy. They're 43 to 49% owned. Trumbo, Harrison, Healy. The best? Your best. In theory, it's Trumbo. He's, especially in categories, leagues, the most rosterable in the hopes of another big home run total like he had two years ago. But I'm not confident in that. I think there's a good chance a lot of the people who have him stashed in a DL spot, as soon as he's activated, they're going to realize he's their best choice to drop. And then finally, Brandon Drury, Ben Zobrist, Dustin Pedroia. So I think Drury is headed for a super utility role with the way Andujar's performed, and supposedly Gleyber Torres is here to stay. Yeah. Um, And I think he'll still play a decent amount in that role, but, you know. He was, just in terms of performance, he was having a hard time factoring in fantasy. I have Pedroia when he comes back, I think he's going to be pretty useful. Not, obviously, like he was in his prime. Pace of play. Base is deep. Pace of play, who do you want? I guess Pedroia is the most rosterable. There we go. Alright, how about the pitchers now? DL stash pitchers. Danny Salazar is 78% owned. How, how much do you want Danny Salazar? 
Not much at all. No. No, I mean, I guess, I guess he could overtake Tomlin. They've been reluctant to bump Tomlin to the bullpen in the past, but he's been pretty awful. Uh, Irvin Santana, Zach Britton, Luis Gohara. You don't have to just pick one. Are, are all three of these guys good stashes? Irvin Santana, Zach Britton, Luis Gohara. Yes. And I can't imagine being in a position where I felt like I could drop either Santana or Britton. Maybe if it's like a 10-team league, you know, that's shallower than I'm used to playing in, so maybe you could justify it there. But uh, Gohar I've had to drop in a couple leagues just because of roster crunch, but I think he could be great. Yeah, well, so he's coming back fairly soon, right? Luis Gohar yep. for the Braves? Yep. All right, not and that's, that's only going to make the roster crunch worse because then you can't stash him away in a DL spot. Well, is he going to be in the rotation? Um, I would imagine so. Unless Whistler has another start like his last one, and okay. they can't afford to remove him. We've got Adam Wainwright, Jason Vargas, and Jimmy Nelson, and Carlos Rodon, and Dan Straley, and Joe Musgrove, and Matt Shoemaker. Wainwright, Vargas, Jimmy Nelson, Rodon, Straley, Musgrove, Shoemaker. Who should people be stashing on their DL, if anyone? Rodon and Nelson. They both have the kind of upside to... um. You know, that if they were healthy, there's no way they'd be on the waiver wire. So that's kind of the litmus test for me. They're both weeks away, but they will be back eventually. Scott, let's see how I did last night. How many, how much money did I donate to the listeners? Well, it would have been just a dollar. Uh, I finished in fourth place out of five, which is good for me. This is good progress for me. <laughs> um, in the draft app. Okay. So I had a zero from Trey Turner and a zero from Will Myers. And six stupid points from Tanner Roark. I had Trevor Story of the Grand Slam, and I didn't win yesterday. Wow. I am, I'm just, what is with me? All right. Anyway, I still love it. I don't even care. I'm going to play again. I'm probably going to play multiple contests tonight on the draft app. And I learned a few things. First of all, yes, you can follow me on draft. Big Kane 2. C-A-N-E. Like the Miami Hurricanes. Big Kane 2. Um, on draft. Or another way to follow me, if you use our promo code when you make your first deposit, our promo code is FB today, you will automatically be following me and you will see any drafts that I post. You'll either see them in the lobby or or you'll be notified on your phone. I think you have to probably just turn the notifications on. But um, you know, it's a it's not intrusive or anything. But uh use the promo code FB today on the draft app and what happens there? You get into a a real money baseball draft for free when you use the promo code FB today. And I play every day for a dollar. I'll play multiple contests sometimes with you listeners, and it's really fun. You get to win some cold hard hard cash. You get paid out the next day. The drafts are really quick. They only take a few minutes, um, and they're live snake drafts, and they're they're really awesome. So go to the app store and search for draft, or go to draft.com and enter the promo code FB today. Also, just found out they're going going to be doing some best ball football drafts. You listen to the Fantasy Football Today podcast. I'll tell you more about that. But the draft app is killing it right now. You need to get on there and use the code FB today. All right, Scott. Class is in session. It is time to grade the trade. And this is today. This is this week's teaching theme song. You like it? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Probably should have started the chorus earlier. Here we go. 
Okay, anyway, let's grade some trades. Uh, this is from Walker. I traded Reese Hoskins and Robbie Ray. Hoskins and Ray. We're going to talk about Ray later. For Abreu and Cindergard, grade the trade. I give that trade... I'll give it a B. Um, I'll give it a B minus. I think it's pretty close to even, but I would rather have the Cindergard or Abreu side. Who would you rather have, Hoskins or Abreu? I'd rather have Hoskins. That's why I think it's pretty close to yeah, even. Man, but this, the gap between Cindergard and Ray is enough that I'll take the Cindergard side. The number one first baseman of fantasy, Reese Hoskins. All right, from Ryan, grade the trade categories league. Give up. Uh, yeah, I have to get rid of this one because Thames is probably going on the DL. Maybe he's not. Maybe I'm jumping to conclusions. But I'm not going to read this one because it's Thames-related. and you Pace know. of play, Adam. Pace of play. From Kurt, grade the trade. 12-team Roto. Devers and Hap. Give up Devers and Hap. Ian Hap. Get Will Myers and Joey Lucchese. Interesting. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a go, especially in a Roto League where Will Myers is going to give you steals. I'll give it a B plus. Who would you rather have straight up, Myers or Devers in a Roto League? Myers. Okay. From Mike in Nueva York. Grade the trade. 10-man keeper league, Scott. Keeper. But the only keepable player here is Blackman for $20. Give up Adam Eaton, Alex Wood, and Jonathan Cueto. Big-time trade. Give up Eaton, Wood, and Cueto. Get Blackman and Paxton. And pick up David Dahl with the open spot. Yeah. You put context there, like he wants contextual credit for picking it up with, with Dahl, and that's, that's a great, uh, that's why those, um, you know, trading, consolidating lesser players for greater players, that's why it's such a great option, because then you clear a roster spot for somebody else exciting. But, uh, this is a no-brainer. I mean, you're getting the best two players in the deal at Blackman and Paxton, so I give it a, uh, A. Way to go, Mike and Nueva York. You to man, and that is great, the trade part one. Here's all right. We got to get into the worryometer. It is worryometer Wednesday, of course. So worryometer Wednesday begins with an email from Kevin. Email of the day number one. Kevin says, "I am not concerned, but where have all of Jose Altuve's home <laughs> runs gone? Any indication in his batted ball data? And okay, where have his home runs gone? Where have his steals gone? And where have I gone? How have I not mentioned this? We're th- four weeks into the season." Jose Altuve is batting 333 with no homers and one steal and four doubles. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. The steals especially because steals, you know, he's getting on base as much as he always does. And as I've said before, steals are as much a product of intent as as ability. So I I do wonder if, you know, that, that Astros lineup is just so loaded that there's much incentive for him to steal anymore. That would be a problem. He'd still be a stud without him, but um, less so. But they're not even hitting that well right now, I feel. Like, Springer's not hitting that well. Bregman's moved down in the order. I feel like Reddick has been arguably their best hitter. I mean, maybe I'm missing something here. But they're, you know, I, he should be running. <laughs> you know, but last maybe. Year, you're right, Scott. Last year, George Springer said, I'm not going to run that much. Like, look who's behind me. Altuve yep. still did. That thought right. did cross my mind as well. But yeah, I mean what do you is there any evidence about the, the power about the home runs? I, I mean his bat at ball profile is basically exactly the same as it's been the last two years when he's been 
the 20 homer guy, 20, nearly 25 homers. Um, so I just think that's one of those fluky things. Okay. And I kept saying, you know, every first round hitter is doing so well except for Stanton. And I just forgot about Altuve because he's not like he's, he's not like he's been terrible or anything. He's hitting 333. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's been disappointing. If you were drafting today, would he still be the second pick in the draft for you? Well, what other candidates would there be? Hobby uh, Blackman, I guess. Hobby Bias. Hobby Bias, I'd say. Hobby Bias. <laughs> uh, no, it'd probably be between Harper and Blackman. Yeah, Arenado. Yeah. Um, I'd still go out yeah, today, Scott. I, I think I would too, but it, it wouldn't be a slam dunk. All right, so here's Worryometer Wednesday. A lot of guys here. Pitchers. Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray with 11 strikeouts and four and two-thirds, but still not a good start. Three runs, three walks, and he's got a 513 ERA and a 156 whip. Worryometer on Robbie Ray. So I'm not really that worried still. I'll give it a three um, because it's – I mean, he's still, he leads the majors in K per nine. I mean, he's still got dominant stuff. It's just, he's got to get those walks down to pitch deeper into games. He's had at least three in every start. And when you're talking three and four in a third innings, that's a really high walk rate. Uh, so, you know, he's not going to be 5.8 per nine all season because nobody who keeps their job is, and he's never been that bad before. So I, I think he'll be okay. So you're putting the buy low tag on Robbie Ray? I am. Okay. I mean, uh, I've moved him down a little in my ranking since the season started, but he's still top 20. Have you moved him behind Patrick Corbin? I actually, I did that yesterday, yep. Oh. Patrick Corbin is now my number 15 starting Ooh, pitcher. Ooh, wow. I worry and Garrett Cole's number five. I know you guys talked about that yesterday. Would you do that? Five? Uh, I'm doing it, yep. After the big four, Garrett Cole is number one. I don't even know. I don't even think you've got the right Astro. <laughs> I, I I couldn't put him ahead of Verlander. I don't think. No, that's, I couldn't. That's fair. Yeah. Chris that's... was Chris. Chris tried to make the same argument to me about being the wrong Astro, but he was <laughs> he was claiming Charlie Morton, obviously uh, before Morton start yesterday. Uh, it's a bit. I mean, look. I, I think I think Heath has him like tenth. Garrett Cole and I said, you know, what about putting him fifth or whatever? I see the reasoning. He's been amazing, and and his stuff I, his stuff is so good. Like he's he could be such a good pitcher, and he right now is. I've obviously given Morton a pass for yesterday, but you know I have confidence in Dallas Keuchel, as you do. We think he's good. Yeah. It still seems possible he might be the Astros' worst pitcher. I, it does seem possible. Um, Just because I don't everyone know. else I can't is so see good. McCullers being better than him, I don't think. Or If I, I was ranking them now, I would put him fourth. You yes. put him fourth? Um, I'd put him third. Well, okay. I'd put Hang him third. Hang on a second. Hang on a second, because this is, um, you in got, terms of fantasy value, I would keep him third. Yes. Right. So you got Cole, Verlander, Keuchel, then who? Morton. If McCullers? if we're if but but if we're talking best case scenario, everybody stays healthy all season long, then I would say Keuchel's the Astros' fourth fourth best pitcher. It's just you know Morton at his age with his injury history. I'm not counting on that. By the way, did you hear that? My yeah. microphone just fell off the stand it was sitting on. <laughs> yes, we did hear that. That is okay. <laughs> Back to the worryometer. Luke Weaver can't even get me through the fifth. 
That was terrible. Sorry, but this is two bad starts in a row. Pretty good. Ten, oh, thank you. Ten earned runs in eight and two thirds over his last start, at, last two starts at the Cubs and home against the Mets. Luke Weaver, worryometer. I am gonna say four. So not very worried. Okay. Um, but it was it was kind of weird yesterday with the control. That was his biggest problem. Six walks, and three of them came in the fifth inning. That's where things kind of fell apart for him. What's weird is his one of his points of emphasis this spring was mixing in a curveball to go with his fastball changeup because he thought he became too predictable at the end of last year and started getting hit harder. Um, these last two starts, the bad two starts, he's pretty much ditched the curveball. So I don't know why he ditched the curveball. It doesn't seem to be... It seems like he's getting hit hard again without it. I hope he realizes that and goes back to it. All right, back to the worryometers. That was Luke Weaver, not too concerned there. Uh, one more pitcher, Shohei Otani. Two bad starts in a row for Shohei Otani. Yeah, and it's the the problem with him is he's having to thread the needle since he's limited to one start every week. It really hurts when that start isn't good. He, I he was such he was such an obvious sell high. He was. Well, not, not that he's bad, but right. you could have gotten so much for him. You could have. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. I don't know that I'd sell him now because no, I, the upside is still enormous. I might he's buy still, him now. Now, now I might right, be looking to make still, some offers. It would take a lot more than these two starts, you know, especially considering Red Sox Astros, you know. Yeah. Um, for me to not have for me to take him out of my lineup basically like he's still I still see him as a fixture there I mean they said that Otani was not affected by the blister I guess I I would love to know that for a 100% certainty yeah I'm a little skeptical of that right I don't know how you're not yeah exactly so that that could be a reason why I wouldn't want to buy him but I mean he throws like 98 he's got an amazing splitter he's he's gonna be a really good pitcher if he's healthy but you gotta have at least some red flags after the last two starts and we know he had the blister problem all right, hitters, hitters on the worryometer. We'll go a little qu- uh, quicker here, Scott. Andrew McCutcheon, zero to ten, batting two oh nine. That's about a seven for me. Okay, so you, he's, you he's one I moved behind Acuna to get Acuna up to twenty one. Do you still think he's a buy low, McCutcheon? Maybe in a technical sense, but it's not something I'm gung ho about doing. All right, because he lo- he looked done last year, and then he went like berserk. Yeah. I mean, it's nice that he has three steals already, and the plate discipline still looks pretty good. Um, Right. And that's something that I keep an eye on in slumps is plate discipline. He's got mm -hmm. 13 walks, 20 Ks, so it could could be worse. So it's more likely than not he'll be okay. It's just he's he's shown evidence of aging the last couple years and— it was a really tough hit- hitter's environment, so I, you know, I, I have some concerns. Yeah. All right. Last thing on McCutcheon, uh, his first 47 games, he had a 6.31 OPS. Yeah, he was terrible. 47 games, 2.05 batting average. Uh, next 63 games, he had a 11.26 OPS, and then he was bad for the last 46 games. So, um, you know, he he basically made his season last year, McCutcheon, with a 63 game stretch in the middle of the year. He'll probably get hot again, I guess, based on the last two years he's done that, but. All right, Miguel Sano, worryometer on Sano. He's, he's, you know, I think it's one thing to struggle, but six walks, 32 strikeouts, that's pretty bad. It is, yeah, and that's, 
that's the downside of Sanoa right there. Like it's it's gonna be feast or famine with this guy because he also has you know when he's going well he hits the ball as hard as anybody and can hit it a long way and I imagine if he's healthy he's still gonna hit thirty thirty five maybe even more home runs than that but it's just it's gonna be really frustrating and um, I like. If there comes a point where he heats up like that, I think I would be looking to sell just to relieve myself of the headache. So if McCutcheon was a seven on the worryometer, where's Sano? Oh yeah, got to give a grade, right? Yeah. I'll give him a six. <laughs> okay. So how about Matt Olson, who actually is the number thirteen first baseman in points, number ten in roto, with just a seven eighty four OPS? I don't get it. <laughs> uh, so he'll be a five for me. All right. And that's you know I had a lot of confidence in him coming in, so he gets. He starts from a higher point than those two previous ones. Um, but yeah, I still think the way he elevates the ball and pulls the ball and hard contact and all that could still be a big power hitter. All big right, time. Matt Olson is a five on the worryometer. Here's an interesting one. How about Brett Gardner? He's batting 225 with one home run and two steals. And he has 22. Wait, I might have reversed that. He either has 22 runs in 20 games or 20 runs in 22 games. I, I, he has an unbelievable amount of runs, Brett Gardner, and he's been terrible. Um, couple things. I worry about the steals. He has, he hasn't run much, and it makes sense because of the lineup. And now that Aaron Hicks is back, I worry that Gardner will sit against lefties. But he'll be a better hitter than this, and he's scoring a ton of runs. He has 22 runs in 20 games while batting 225. Um, and a, oh, oh, and 16 walks to 21 strikeouts. He had 357 on base with a 225 batting average. So, Gardner's interesting. Worryometer on Gardner. I mean, the playing time thing is an issue. Um, I'll say, I'll say six, but, you know, mostly I own him in five outfielder leagues, uh, for, you know, the little bit of steals potential he was going to provide late. I mean, if we think this Yankees lineup is historically great, and he's doing, he scored this many runs, Stanton really hasn't gotten going yet, Sanchez hasn't gotten going, Bird has been out. It may be, like in those five outfielder formats especially, it may be enough for him to overcome the the possibility yeah. of him sitting against the occasional lefty. Who is leading baseball in runs scored? It is not Brett Gardner. Okay, it's... Hmm. It's, it's, it's a fairly obvious one, I'd say. Well, it won't surprise you. Bryce Harper? No, he's a leadoff hitter on a good team. A first place team. Mm. Now you have six options. <laughs> I'm just not sure I can, I know everyone's leadoff hitter right, well he, enough. He's I'm on not the in that DFS world. He's on the Red Sox and he leads off. Okay. There, uh, is his, it Mookie Betts? His name rhymes with Cookie Mets. Yes, it's yeah. Mookie Betts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of remember they were batting him leadoff or not. 23, yeah, I think they are, right? Yeah, 23, um, <laughs> 23 runs scored for Buki Betts. Yeah. Uh, last one, worryometer on Marcel Ozuna. Ugh. Three walks, 23 strikeouts in 20 games. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I'm giving, I'm giving it as, I'm chalking it up as a slow start. Okay. I'll give it a four. A four on Ozuna. Not too worried. All right, a lot more to get to here. We're just going to skip around. Um, a segment called, well, it's about time. Joey Votto hit his first homer. 
Jay Bruce hit his second homer. People are uh, concerned about him. Do you think Jay Bruce is a buy low candidate? Yeah. I mean, he's always been streaky. Yeah. Let's not do this again with Jay Bruce. He'll be fine. Wilson Contreras hit his first home run. Paul Goldschmidt stole his first base. And Eduardo Nunez stole his first base. More from yesterday. I would say Jose Barrios probably pitched better than the final line. Four innings, six hits, five runs, two walks, and seven strikeouts. He gave up a solo homer to Gary Sanchez. That was very Yankee Stadium-esque. It went 373 feet, I think. Not exactly uh, a moonshot. And then I wrote in my notes on my phone, Barrios getting Barrios got squeezed, but it auto-corrected to Berries got squeezed, which mm. sounds delicious. Yeah, it's making juice over there. Um, where do you have Jose Barrios? Uh, is he ahead of Patrick Corbin for you? He, he's not. No, he's not in my top 15 like Corbin is. And I probably have him lower than... Uh, I'm sure lower than Heath does and probably lower than Chris would if he had rankings. I, but I moved him up to 25th. He's right there with Aaron Nola for me. Ooh, you have him ahead of Tanaka, ahead of Price, and one mm-hmm. spot ahead of Bundy. Would you rather have Charlie Morton or Jose Barrios? I have, Bur- I have Morton 22nd. Would you so rather same have- Same range, but I'd rather Morton. Would you rather have Jay Happ or Cole Hamels? I would rather have I would rather have Hap. Okay. That's a close call. That was a really tough one. Yeah, I mean, we got to give Hamels credit. He's really got the walks down or, you know, only two quality starts this year. Hap only has one. But Hamels Mm -hmm. has just six walks in his last four starts, and he's been more reliable. But next week will be an interesting one for for Hamels at Cleveland and home against Boston. We'll find out a little bit more about him. Um, I didn't really think any of the fringy starting pitchers were all that interesting, except for Tyler Malley, I guess. He had an amazing start. I actually picked up Brandon McCarthy and Tyler Malley, but I prioritized McCarthy. This is a deep league, 13 teams. Um, over Malley, despite, you know, Malley being much better than him yesterday. I can't get over the two completely terrible starts that Malley, or maybe even three really, that he had. Uh, but he does, went, he does get the Marlins next week, so that's nice. Yeah. And there's there's definitely more upside there than McCarthy. I guess it just depends what you're looking for, security or upside. And in 13-league, team league, I don't know. I, I might have gone for the upside there in Mali. Well, I picked them both up, so Okay. there you go. <laughs> um, but, Scott, I, I, I don't know if I did the right thing. I did prioritize both of them over Walker Bueller. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather have Mally for now, but I am not totally sold on Mally. This is not like when things went wrong. Obviously, he had a no hitter going through six, but when things went wrong, they went really wrong. It was home run, double home run, right? Um, which is how he ended up allowing three runs. He threw about seventy percent fastballs in this game. Now it's a really good fastball. He had twenty swinging strikes, thirteen of them just on the fastball. Those are both amazing numbers, but. I just don't know if, like, he needs a fuller arsenal to hold up as a starting pitcher. I mean, even in this start, it came back to bite him. Um, so I just wonder if he's going to end up stuck in relief. It, it really reminds me of Tony Singrani a few years ago. Remember the Tony yeah, Singrani yeah, mania? Yeah. And it was just, yeah, but he throws too many fastballs. Oh, we'll be fine. 
And he wasn't fine. He ended up having to go to the bullpen and has been there ever since. So oh. that's what I worry about for Mally. Well, I apologize for not bringing uh, Mac Williamson up. I'll get to him in a moment. Um, I will ask you, these starting pitchers, would you be would you be fine dropping any of them for another two-star pitcher, for a hitter, for whatever? Uh, or you tell me if there's any that you don't think should be dropped. Tyler Chatwood, Vince Velasquez, Zach Davies, Zach Wheeler, and CC Sabathia. Chatwood, Velasquez, Davies, Wheeler, Sabathia. Are, are any of them, don't drop, you're making a mistake. I'd be fine dropping any of them. I'd be the most hesitant with Velasquez, but they're all expendable. Mac Williamson is 23% owned. How owned should he be? He's got three homers in five games. He should be more than that. Probably closer to like 60. There is a, a lot of power potential here. Like, he might be one of the five strongest hitters in the majors. All three of his home runs have just been, they've all been over 420 feet. He's been hitting them out to the deepest parts of AT&T Park, like the places where you never see home runs hit at AT&T Park. And that includes, as since he's a right-handed hitter, I mean, most of those are right center. He's going the opposite way. I, I don't think he's pulled a home run yet. Um. And just obviously the the backstory of him, uh, Doug Latta is the name of the the hitting guru who reworked a swing in the same way he did with Justin Turner a few years ago, making Justin Turner a fantasy stud. So it, it really seems to be paying dividends. I am excited. Mac attack. Mac Williamson, pick him up. Um, not much in the bullpen. Greg Holland pitched the ninth inning of a tie game at home, but Bud Norris was unavailable. Holland did pitch very well, two strikeouts in a scoreless inning. Pedro Baez pitched the ninth of a tie game at home against Miami, and Dave Roberts said he made a mistake. He should have used Kenley Jansen. Jeremy Jeffers didn't get a save. He only went two-thirds of an inning in a 5-2 game, um, but he, I guess, was sort of used as the closer, and Matt Albers certainly was not. And Ronald Acuna is currently winning 51% to 49% over A.J. Pollock, and we are going to end today's show with a couple of segments. we got today's matchups coming up, but first, class is back in session. Let's get to grade the trade part two. You know how difficult oh, man, it's going to be to come up. I was jamming there, and the microphone fell off again. Oh, all right. This is going to be. This is our new world, guys. I am podcasting from home. I'm going to be more often than not. And he'll have a better um, microphone soon. So yeah, it won't we'll, we'll, improve, well, it'll get better. And uh, yeah, I, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, you know, it's going to be very difficult for me, Scott, to come up with. Uh, 26 school theme songs, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. Okay. Shane in Dallas. Give Patrick Corbin, get Anthony Rizzo. 10-team league. Oh, I mean, as much as I like Corbin, Anthony Rizzo is first-round caliber bat. I'll give that a B plus. This is from... Ooh, no name here. All right, this is from Mark. 10-team, 5-by-5 categories. Give... Bellinger, a $7 keeper. Ooh. And Rysel Iglesias. Mm -hmm. Get Nelson Cruz and Kenley Jansen. Bellinger and Iglesias for Cruz and Jansen, and you're giving up a $7 Bellinger next year. No. Why? Yeah, don't do it. Because you like Kenley Jansen that much? I mean, he hasn't even been Kenley Jansen. Do not. Do and that. I wouldn't do it even if it was. That's a, that's a D. All right, from another one with no name. Head-to-head -head keeper league. Give up. Three players for one here. 
in a keeper league. Tanaka, Sean Newcomb, and Victor Robles. Give them all up. Tanaka, Newcomb, and Robles. Get Francisco Lindor. Uh, my initial reaction is this is a great consolidation of players again. Um, but, you know, R- Robles being one of those elite, elite prospects and not knowing the exact keeper rules. Like, if it's a league where you just everybody keeps a handful of players, like, you probably wouldn't even keep Robles, so that makes it an easy call. Uh, but if you keep, like, close to your whole roster, it's a little harder to do. I still think I'd do it, and I'd give it a uh, a B. And Douglas wants to trade Josh Donaldson and Gary Sanchez for Mike Trout or Bryce Harper. Do you think he could get that done? Sanchez and Donaldson for Trout or Harper? I don't think I don't think that'll do it. I don't think it's crazy to try. Would you then give up Gary Sanchez straight up for JD Martinez? He has JT Ray Almuto. Uh I I uh You were drafting you were drafting Martinez first. I was drafting yeah. I guess if you're secure a catcher like that, I have to say yes. But it's one of those trades where like it's so close, like it's so even. I I don't I don't know I don't know that I'm motivated to do it just because it it'll feel a lot worse if it goes wrong for you. Yeah. Then uh. Right. Than okay. If it, if, if it doesn't. Scott, today's matchups. Here we go. I'm just going to tell you the pitchers. You just say which one you want to start it or both. Felix Hernandez at James Shields. Neither. Nick Tropiano at Justin Verlander. Verlander. Tyson Ross at John Gray in Colorado. Nope. No on Ross. What about Gray? I'd be more likely to start Ross, actually, but I'm I'm going to say uh, I'll say no, no to either, to both. Max Scherzer at Jeff Samarja. I will start both. Jordan Zimmerman at Jamison Tyone. Yeah, let's go with Tyone. Lance Lynn at Sonny Gray. I will start neither, <laughs> even though I imagine we'll be starting both more often than not. Matt Whistler at Brandon Finnegan. Nope. Zach Greinke at Jake Arrieta. Yeah, let's start both. Faria at Cobb. I'll start Faria. Definitely not Cobb. Eduardo Rodriguez at Aaron Sanchez. I'll start Erod, but I won't start Sanchez. I'm kind of down on him. John Lester at Trevor Bauer. Let's start both. Matt Boyd at Chad Cool. Neither. Trevor Richards and Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw. Kershaw, yep. Uh, Kendall uh, Gray- you, you know what? I might give some thought to starting Boyd. He's a high-hand Pirates. Everybody's slumping in that lineup. Yeah. He, he does seem like a decent sleeper tonight, Matt Boyd. Kendall Graveman, Doug Fister. Neither. Steven Matz, Michael Waka. Neither. <laughs> Chase Anderson, yeah. Jason Hamill. Once again, I say no to both. Thank you, Scott White. Thank you all for listening. Ronald Acuna Day. Enjoy it, everybody. And we'll talk to you on Thursday on the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. I'm going to sleep well tonight.